Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for another interview episode and another cast member from the forgotten gem of Australian television. Always Karina was spoken to Michaela Bannis, Bree Desborough, and today we are speaking with Clayton Watson, who played Mickey Steele on the show for both seasons, all 50 episodes. And a fun chat here with Clayton, learning about how he got on the show, his experiences with working on it, an interesting plot point that they were developing for his character of Mickey, which ultimately didn't end up happening, and just what he thinks happened to Mickey after the pretty dramatic cliffhanger that his character was left on in what turned out to be the series finale, as there was never a third season. So without further ado, here is my chat with the one, the only, Mr. Clayton Watson. Massive pleasure to welcome our next guest here to the Oz Network. We've been bringing you a couple of interviews from the TV show Always Greener, a show which, as I say every single time we have somebody from Always Greener on, is criminally underrated. Such an amazing show that is, of course, celebrating 20 years later this year on air. And our next guest appeared in Always Greener as Mickey Steele, and you might also know him from the Matrix sequels and been in a bunch of other great shows, both in Australia and overseas. It's a pleasure to welcome to the show the one, the only, Mr. Clayton Watson. Clay, first of all, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to chat with you today. Thank you very much, Ben. Good to be here, mate. It's uh, it's an honour, I have to say. We've had uh, Michaela and Bree on the show to talk a little bit about Always Greener. Oh, our show. A show that I yeah. love to bits, and I, I don't know if this is a show that uh, you you often get asked about. Is this something that still pops up in conversation when people talk to you about your career? Um, it, it actually is, mate. It's quite interesting. I, I run a, a wine tour company up in Dalesford, um, and the amount of people that still recognise me mostly from Always Greener is is unbelievable. With the shaved head, and you know, it's um. It really resonated with people. I think that show is. It was a shame that it got thrown against the wall and it didn't go again. But you know, um, we made we made way for Pack to the Rafters, and that that was it. So, um, yeah, it's 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 funny. You said twenty years. I was like, wow, it has been twenty years. <laughs> getting old, getting old now. Um, but you know, it still goes down as one of the best shows I ever worked on. Um, and I think it, it's the same for for um, most of the leads, you know, and we still catch up. We had um, Daniel, Dan Bowden and um, Scotty Major and, and um, Natty Dean and, you know, we all always circle, circle around each other with certain gigs and we're all best of mates still and they come up and stay at my house and da-da-da. So, um, yeah, it lives on 
Fantastic. I like to hear that because both Michaela and Bree shared very fond memories of it and sort of something that they're still very proud of. Do, do you remember when you when you got the script, when it sort of uh, got put in front of you that, uh, you know, here's a potential role for Mickey or did you even read initially for the role of Mickey? Um, yeah, I did. I It was a funny one because myself and Daniel, um, we went in together. Um, we had a couple of scenes. We just got sent... Um, initially just got sent, I think, three scenes or two two scenes. Um, there was no script at that stage and we, we um, were at the Como in Melbourne and um, both Dan and I went in and read in front of Joe Porter, who was obviously a producer, um, and we just had a bit of fun and then unbeknownst to me, Daniel's quite a good singer. I was a bit shit, um, <laughs> but, but we had to we had to sing... Um, you know, a, a song of our, of our choice. Um, and luckily the week before I'd been auditioning for a, a musical um, in Melbourne and I had Lionel Richie's Easy um, uh, that I'd worked on and I just belted into that and Joe was like, okay, great. Um, and, yeah, that was it. And I think sort of what got me over the line as well was um, – Joe said, you know, what have you been doing? And I said, I've just been cast as the kid in Matrix 2 and 3 and her eyes popped out of her head and I was like, mm, I think I think I said that at the right time. <laughs> um, so, you know, it was, um, for me, it was, a, it was a big jump up from just being a lead on a kid's series, High Flyers, that I'd done in a bit of um, Neighbours and stuff and uh, all of a sudden I was doing two films and a TV series, you know, altogether back to back it was a busy couple of years from then I was going to say it was sort of a little bit of a busy moment in your life with everything yeah, that kind of yeah, yeah. happened in that point with with the singing I mean Mickey constantly sung that was kind of a, a thing of he, his character I mean how you're talking about thinking you're a bit of a shit singer I think you sounded all right I mean was that just something that sort of came across oh, on screen or <laughs> it's amazing what studios can do with your voice mate <laughs> <laughs> uh, lots I'll of look, editing I'll, 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 I'm an okay, so I'm, I'm a wannabe singer. I, you know, I did end up putting an album together um, and, you know, we actually listened to it late last year. Um, for my boys, I've got two, two young boys, six and four, and, and Dusty was like, show me, show me, I want to hear your album. I was like, oh, okay, mate. And I played it and I was like, you know, there's a couple of good songs on there and there was a couple of absolute <laughs> shit <laughs> but um you know that wasn't it wasn't really my forte but i was lucky enough to work with um you know some very good sound engineers um over the period we were shooting always greener and um you know and they made me sound good let's let's put it like that <laughs> the, i mean the character uh, of me- yeah, part of like, as I said, sounded good to me. I, I totally would have uh, bought bought those songs. What was it? I can't even remember the name of yours, uh, your your band that you did have with uh, Daniel's character, Jason. Do you remember the name of that? When he moved away, you were disappointed that you didn't get to continue the band on. No, I, we did have a band name, didn't we? Yeah. Um, no, God, God, not even in the deep recesses of my brain will I pull <laughs> that one out. I'm sure Dan would probably remember. He was he was sort of the one that really wanted to have my role. He he was a bit not jealous, but he was like, "Damn, I, I should be the one that's singing." And between him and Michaela, you know, Mickey's Mickey's got a stunning voice, um, and so does so does Dan. So I was sort of sitting there, 
you know, going, fuck, I, I should be like, <laughs> I should be the drummer or the guitarist, not the, not the lead singer, but, um, <laughs> you know, it was written the way it was written. We just went with it. We were just happy to be, to be working paid actors, you know. Yeah, for sure. We, we, I mean, we talked to Michaela and Bree about later this year doing a, a big Zoom reunion episode with a bunch of you, and I'm already trying to rope Michaela into to bringing out some of those songs that never got released from her unreleased album. And I think That's maybe we'll get a, a big sing-along with all of you. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to get the Always Greener theme song for you all to sing along to on the episode. <laughs> yeah, yep. practising yeah. it. That's yep. a great idea, Ben. I'd be, I'd be in that and I'd... I'd, I'd um we get Scotty and, and Dan and all the other boys. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a bit of a, like both, both Bree and Michaela were, were very interested in the idea. And I think we've still got a good six or so months to sort of get all that lined up. But uh, because it yeah. is one of these shows, you obviously mentioned Pack to the Rafter came along a few years ago, which as we've talked to both Michaela and Bree about, a bit of a similar show, maybe not quite as quirky, but obviously went on to a bit more success. And that always, as a fan yeah. of Always Greener, I was like, how does this show, you know, take off when Always Greener, and no offence to Pack to the Rafters, great show, still a great show, but I always thought Always yeah. Greener was just that little bit better. Yeah, look, we were, I think, you know, we were early to get to a point with that show that not many audiences had seen before. So um, with someone like Scott Bevan writing, um, we're always aware growing up, um, you know, as actors being, you know, going through acting school and stuff um, of certain writers that, you know, you'd want to work with um, just for the pure reason they're always breaking the mould and 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 Bevo was one of those. Um, and we'd get scripts come in and go, fuck, wow, where did that come from, you know? Um, but, you know, it, I think... I think it was good in a way that we sort of we we forged that um, what's the, what's the saying we we forged the mold or something like that um, and you know we we created a I guess a a position in television history that um, other shows could bounce off and do quite well out of it. It was a shame that it didn't it didn't keep going. Um, I remember when the producers. Um, you know, we lost a couple of producers and, and stuff happened and um, we found out the show wasn't going to go into a third series. Um, <clears throat> you know, it was disappointing, but that's, that's what happens. We got a good couple of years out of it. And um, luckily for the... And I've, you know, spent time with the guys that, that were in Pack to the Rafters um, afterwards at certain, you know, golfing events and stuff. And um, they always say, you know, Thanks for thanks for opening the doors for us. Like we really, you know, we we had a top hit show because of Always Greener. So um, we we weren't, you know, we were happy to be the to be the the sounding board and the, I guess the springboard for for shows like that. And there should be there should be a whole heap more of them. And there should be some quirky, real good comedies, you know, that that we can we can um, crack along with in Australia over the next. 20, 30 years, and they should be hit shows. That's what we do best, I reckon. Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And also, I mean, you know, the, the quirkiness aside, there was some, some deep stuff, particularly with your character. I mean, in those early sort of episodes with, with your dad, played by the amazing Grant Bowler, of course. I mean, you know, suffering abuse at the, the hands of him. I mean, challenging scenes yeah. I can imagine to put together, but it was just that layers of always grinning. You had your quirky, but then you had your very deep and serious plot lines as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there were some really, really good layers that um, that Bevo 
put you know and and he set it up really early and, and even we didn't know what was what was going to happen there was there was a, a point in time where I remember um, Joe Porter sitting down with me and saying, now you know your character is going to turn gay. And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> you know, I was like um, thoroughly against it. And um, I think this this was a really important point um, of Always Green and how malleable the producers and the writers were, um, they knew that I felt completely uncomfortable about my character heading in that direction. So they, they changed it and then brought in, um, another character. I forget his name. Um, yes. Uh, was a character called Nathan? I want to say. Yeah. It was something Closer like to that. Shelley with Bree's character. Yeah. 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 He, yeah. He befriended Shelley's character. Um, but you know, that was, um, you know, the, the, the strength of our unit at that stage was, was so good that um, they were actually asking us for opinions and, you know, and bouncing things off us. And they were pretty deep. They were pretty big things. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that I had with Grant, we got all, along like a, like a house on fire. As soon as we revved up on set, it was like, you know, the goosebumps talking about it now. It was, you know, you just, you were right there in the moment with, you know, feeling both of those characters, not having any idea what they are doing, but, you know, trying to deal with a scenario where there's no mother. And, um, yeah, it was it was very well written. It was very easy to to fall in line with, with the words and really be able to play hard with it. Um, these days it's a bit different. There's, um, you know, there's a lot of PC stuff going on and, um which is fair enough, but you know, those, those deep issues underlined with then the, the quirky and the comedy on top. Um, yeah, was, was a beautiful show. It was For sure. Fantastic. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Nick was a character's name played by yeah, Stephen Rook. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And he was yes. a lovely, fantastic actor too. Um, um, yeah, he did a great job. And I, I did say to him at one point, I said, you know, this is where my character was going to go. And he was like, oh, well, I'm glad it didn't because I'm here and I'm working on Always Greener, so thanks for saying no. I was like, yeah. It benefited other people in the long run. That's yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah, 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 I did it on purpose, mate. No worries. <laughs> just for you. Thank you, love. Just, Thank just you for you. <laughs> I also was going to turn gay in the Matrix. I believe there's a there's a plot for you in that one as well. So uh, oh, you, mate, you're welcome. The amount of times I've turned gay, apparently, in in certain <laughs> things, and on my on my Wikipedia, I was you know, a, a gay actor from a sheep station in South Australia. I was like, I don't know who picked that one up. Someone <laughs> sent me a screenshot and I was like, oh, God, here we go again. Wow. But, you Jeez. know, yeah. it works. Sometimes it does, sometimes <laughs> it doesn't. You obviously talk about how it didn't get picked up for a third season. The the final uh, turned out to be the, the series finale, of course, ended on a very big cliffhanger. Your character is caught in the midst of injecting himself with needles. Do you yeah. do you ever remember hearing what the the goal was for that, or was it just kind of left open ended? That that was something that was going to be ventured into had we gone into the third season, and um, there was no real talk of what I was injecting. There was, you know, it was like we'll 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 cross that bridge, you know, later on. Um, it's always been something that stuck in my mind. That one, it was like, you know. Um, and then back in those days, you know, it was all, there wasn't any of this newfangled 
drugs around it was all pretty much heroin or um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, goodbye drug knowledge is. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, that's all I know that you inject. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But um, yeah, you know that was that was the beauty. You know, you'd rock in and um, you'd get your amended pages, and um, I remember on the last amended pages that I got, which was pretty much as I got to set. Um, there was this new scene and that was me, um, you know, pumping stuff into my, to my bloodstream. I was like, wow, this is going to be a cool, this is going to be a cool thing. I was like thinking, I don't know whether I'm going to be OD'd and kicked out of the show or, (laughs) um, because there was talk at that stage with obviously things going on with matrix and stuff. My, my overseas agents were, were sort of angling to try and get me out of the show um unbeknownst to us it was coming to a crashing halt anyways but um you know i always said to my reps overseas i said if there's a third season i want to be involved regardless of what's happening um but yeah that's um that was a that was an interesting couple of days that one i can imagine i think i think for this reunion maybe we can come up with a few story ideas and potentially you know kind of work out how each character turned out from you know season yeah. three onwards or something along well those lines. i mean you could you could definitely try and get in touch with um with scott and yeah and joe and see if they'd be interested in jumping on because it'd be good to get it'd be good to get their you know version of the so-called truth yeah um, for sure of where each character was gonna go and um you know it's quite a, quite amazing that everyone's still in the industry and still working in some sort of you know um in some sort of capacity but um yeah we'd all be we'd all be willing to jump on that bit of fun it's gonna think, happen right? it's gonna happen clay we, we've done it uh for some shows in the past and it's always it's a lot of fun particularly we like to do a lot of shows i guess that maybe you know aren't the game of thrones shows you know that everybody talks about all the time and you know yeah. i i have always talked up always greener sort of get that there uh, before we let you go clay just two quick things i'd like to just ask now uh we're, we're later on in the year going to be covering the matrix uh movies in the lead up of course to to matrix four and for sure we can get you back on to talk a little bit more about that but i'm sure 101 people ask you this question every single day with the fourth matrix are you in it clay are they bringing back the kid <laughs> no they've jumped they've jumped forward in time i i believe um i'm not under any confidentiality or anything with with four because we just um um we weren't obviously invited to it and we weren't told about it. So we believe we believe that they, they've moved forward to when Morpheus was younger. Um, and, yeah, we were always told, interesting one, mate, because we were always told um, over the years when we were shooting it and then, you know, um, post, post-premieres and stuff, that if there was to be another one, um, it would be myself and Niobe's character that, that move forward. Um, but this one sounds like Lily's shooting off the hip with it. She shot it off the hip and she's done it um, without Lana. Um, and, yeah, they've just – they've done it. They've finished it. Mm. Um, but it's uh, – you know, they've done a fantastic job by the sounds of it. The script was quite amazing, and I heard that from a lot of people. 
Um, but, you know, to get it shot and done through what we've been through over the last year is a feat in itself. But, you know, if anyone's going to do it, should should get it done, should do it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what their plans are. I mean, you know, to be honest, um, we all let it go because um, the boys back then, um, what were the, the Wachowski brothers, um, <clears throat> always said, you know, we're fucking done. We're not doing any more. That's it. It's <laughs> like it's over. Um, so we're like, yeah, well, you know, it was was an awesome thing while it while it lasted, and um, and then to hear they were jumping back into, or Lily was. Well, you know, we all got excited again because we're like, oh, fuck, you know, we could we could relive this, you know, the, these amazing times that we had twenty years ago. Um, and get back into it and and pick the pick the franchise back up. But um, yeah, I don't know what they'll do for five. If there's going to be a five, you know, they might jump back to where um, we left it in three, or um, they'll go even further forward. You know, it's um it's a bit like the Star Wars franchise. You don't yeah. really know where where it's going to go. Where you'll end where up. There's plenty yeah, of opportunities. Exactly. And yeah. you know, look, it's it may be at a point. At that stage, they may pick up the kid and Niobe's characters, and we'll be too old for it anyways. And they'll get they'll recast it and and put uh, a new Michael Carl Popper in and a new Niobe. So, um, whatever way it goes, I'm just I'm just thankful that that Lily's picked it up again, and you know she's toying with with new ideas. And you know, I mean, to have Keanu and, and Carrie Ann. Um, back and doing that franchise is just yeah we're behind the scenes we're all really thrilled that, that especially keanu has come back in and exactly. and uh yeah. been a part of it because it's you know it's his it's his baby too so um i think he'd be really proud to to kick it back off even if it's just a one one shot gig again um you know it's nice to come back and work with this, the family that we created over those two years was just so tight. Um, you know, it's always nice to to cuddle into people you haven't seen for so long and you tell stories of, you know, I remember this day on set and you got in trouble and, you know. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens with that one, Ben. I'm not Absolutely. sure Absolutely. Yeah, well, we'll yeah, definitely keep an eye out for that for sure. It's an open, open door. Absolutely. Well, we'll see how it goes. Clay, plug, plug. You mentioned the the winery there in Dalesford. Give give it a plug. What can people can people come and uh, check out uh, your wine? Get, tell tell us a little bit about it before oh, we let you got, go. I run a so it's just a wine tour company. So we tour the Dalesford Macedon wineries. Just a good, fun, relaxing day out with a nice lunch and um, lots of good tastings. You got ciders and beer and obviously bubbles and whites and reds and ports and liqueurs and gin and vodka and <laughs> the list keeps going. So, yeah, I started Dalesford Wine Tours about 10 years ago now. This is a bit of a hobby business um, with my partner, Renee. And, um, yeah, it's been a been a beautiful little humble business and, um, you know, we've, we get about 33% return clientele coming back. Great. Um, just it's a beautiful small region. You're not fighting, you know, droves of people um, for space and, and tastings. It's just a little boutique region. And, um, yeah, so if you ever find yourself around Dalesford, Ben, 
Get your um, get I'll your wine in. glass ready, mate. I'll, I will. I'll take you for a tour around, and you can meet the makers and come and see what we do best up there. It's sounds, a beautiful little region. Sounds good to me. You just wet my appetite with that list you were reading out there, Clay. <laughs> so uh, I think I'll make that uh, that trip one day. Pleasure to chat with you today, mate, about uh, Always Green and everything. And as I said, we're, we'll get the reunion happening. We'll get you back on for the, the Matrix to talk a little bit more about that experience. But we, we definitely appreciate your time today, and uh, really thanks for joining us here Absolutely. on the Oz Network. Good on you, Ben. Thanks, mate. And a big thanks to Clay for his time. Great chat there. And as we said in that chat, we'll definitely get him on with you for the reunion episode or, of course, when we eventually talk about The Matrix, which we will be talking about a little later this year when we get into towards The Matrix 4, which I know we're all very, very excited for. And you're also very excited for other interviews that we've got going on, other great episodes. Stay tuned to everything. TheOzNetwork.net is our website. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, all the good channels. you hear all that in the end of course and don't forget to hit us up on patreon support the show get some exclusive bonus content and find out some more from your favorite host myself colin the gang we're all available for you to chat to there so by all means head to patreon.com forward slash oz network big thanks again to clayton thanks to you for listening my name is ben and we'll speak to you next time good night thanks for downloading this episode of the oz network make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher google Podcasts, or by copying our rss feed into your preferred podcast provider and while you're there please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback you can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff yes sir do you like having access to your favorite podcast hosts in a way like never before yeah absolutely do you wish you had access to our old survivor oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online oh yeah if you answered yes to one two or all of those questions then get excited because the oz network is now on patreon That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. (laughs)